episode 35. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How is it going? I'm recording with you way more now these days. Yeah. So, we're lots probably going to record, of... record two, another one this week, potentially, because it's the end of the month. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of content for you guys uh, that we've been producing. I think after this episode, like in a nine-day period or something like that, it'll be like almost like nine hours, which is kind of crazy. Yep, so. and it's not even E3. But kind of is. Non-E3-E3. I liked your little post about that. All right. So we are Digital Days Gaming. We produced a weekly podcast along with a few bonus episodes lately um, surrounding all the aspects of the gaming world. PC, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, all of the above. Mobile, if it ever becomes necessary and relevant. And we um, we record live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, where you can watch the show. Uh, you can subscribe to us if you have Amazon Prime for free, or you can do a paid sub if you so choose to support us that way. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at digitaldayspod. You can also join our Facebook group. All of our social links will be in the show notes below, um, or in if you click the next screen on your phone. Uh, <laughs> So if you could uh, leave us a review wherever possible, a lot of you guys have been doing that lately over the last couple of weeks, and we really appreciate that. It helps us move up the charts. Um, We spiked pretty high at the charts, actually, last week at one point in time. So that's a huge kudos to you guys for downloading the show and for leaving reviews. It's a huge, huge help to hopefully get more and more eyes on the show, uh, which maybe we have and maybe we don't. So Who knows? um, Yeah. But again, just retweeting, uh, sharing on Facebook. Um, posting the review with stars and a and, and something written helps tremendously even if it's just I like it like that's better you don't have to write a paragraph nobody's gonna like book report proofread you or anything <laughs> um, but uh, we definitely have some stuff to go over there's some news and a couple of things actually happened today which is good I mean I think Mondays are working out better for recording <laughs> they seem to be they they kind of bail us out when it's we're recording on Sunday and we're like oh no there's nothing new that happened uh, yeah so um all right so uh we're gonna talk a lot about Facebook today so um ironically yeah. enough so why don't you go ahead and kick us off because this just happened this just happened a couple hours ago or at least it was like formally announced uh which is comes as a surprise for me but Facebook has purchased ready at dawn this is the developer of the Order 1886, God of War, Chain of Olympus, and a couple other like Vita games. And they've been working on the last couple years uh, a VR franchise called Lone Echo. So Facebook bought them to be part of their Oculus team because Oculus is still important for Facebook. Uh, despite I feel like Oculus stuff has been kind of not trending. But this is uh, Facebook's way of buying a pretty competent studio and making them make Oculus a, a place to play exclusive games. Uh, so this, there's no money that was talked about uh, for this, at least yet. Facebook is a public traded company, so they will have will get the numbers eventually, uh, just not right away. Uh, they currently have two studios. It's in Irvine, California and Portland, Oregon. Uh, those two studios will still say the same. And as far as I know, they they are going to be completely independent. There was a quote floating around uh, that says they will remain an independently operated developer under the Oculus Studios team uh, and create immersive, innovative VR content. So this just comes out of nowhere. And I feel like me and Dave over the last like couple of months were just like, oh, Brady and Dawn's probably working on a PS5 game just because we just. Which they could have been. 
They could have know, been, yes. Or this, whatever this VR game that they're working on, obviously they took it to publishers or took it to, you know, like trying to, if it, if it was going to run on PlayStation, if it was going to run on Oculus, obviously. And uh, the, the Facebook Oculus team was liked it enough that they're like, hey, you know what? Like, we want this to be, you know, ours. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the way you make it yours is to buy it and and to buy the studio there'd been rumors or speculation amongst uh, tons tons of gaming news over the last couple of years of you know when they were listing uh, when microsoft was buying all the studios um of like what studios should sony buy and ready at dawn was always on that list it was always in like a top five top seven top ten whatever list um just because of the the tech that they've been able to use like whether you like the like the game or didn't like the game the order 86 1886 was a beautiful looking game yeah, and they've done decent work on the Vita, so it was mm-hmm. just always assumed they were just one of those studios that you almost disassociated. Like Sony already owes them, owns them, just like how people assume Quantic Dream was already owned by Sony or Insomniac was already owned by Sony. But no, they're independent studio. Uh, but now they are working for Facebook. Um, and I and I bet you like Facebook moved a lot of their efforts over to this when because it was rumored that that they were going to buy Insomniac because of the vr tech as well mm-hmm. yeah so they were definitely insomniac was definitely being shopped around yeah so. the sharks the sharks were circling around insomniac's boat just sony shark one <laughs> yeah it uh, sucks i mean i think it sucks because i would really like to see what ready at dawn puts out and i don't have the ability to to run an oculus but i mean i'm happy that a studio is going to you know an, an independent studio is now owned by a corporation that will keep them afloat Hopefully. Yeah, face of all the companies, this is like kind of a bummer because Facebook isn't the best company, but it's definitely a company everyone uses, so there's some advantage for them as a studio, like financially. Uh so you you, you kinda hate to see it's like when Amazon was buying studios and Amazon hasn't really put out anything <laughs> for their stuff. So you you kinda get scared when like a big company like this buys a studio. Especially if it's going to possibly just be for proprietary hardware that's expensive. Uh, there's a lot of like things to worry about in this scenario. Because usually when a big company like this buys a, a studio, either nothing comes out of it or they fold the studio right away. So hopefully that mm-hmm. does not happen. Uh, but Facebook has a lot invested in Oculus, so... They'll probably be safe. We'll probably see a game or two out of this, and hopefully it's successful for them. Do you think that, obviously, I mean, like, Facebook owns them now. We know that. But is it uh, is it going to be Oculus exclusive, or do you think that they would try to capitalize on third-party sales? So there's been a little bit of a step back between exclusivities on Oculus and the Vive. So I'm even a lot talking of- about PSVR, too. Oh, I don't even include PSVR just because the, the tech is so limited compared to the other two. Uh, okay. But maybe some stuff will come from that, especially, uh, this goes back to my paranoia stuff, if they can force you to make a Facebook account to play their game on the PS4, <laughs> that would definitely be interesting for Facebook, who wants all data. But everyone's already on Facebook. I don't like Facebook, but I have a Facebook account. So right. uh, they may want to just use this to get on as many platforms as possible. Because there's probably some people that aren't on Facebook who really love video games and really love VR. And the VR market's hungry for content. So they'll probably pick it up despite the fact that Facebook owns it. 
So yeah, this could be a good foot in the door for Facebook to expand their world domination. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean nothing. I mean it's, like I said, it, nothing crazy. I mean just moving a, a, a heavy console studio moving to to the PC. That's I mean that's the biggest news, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well I guess we'll find out numbers. And I, I know me and you, Dave, are fascinated by how you much studio. You, you want to guess? Less than Insomniac, maybe less than Conan Exiles. Conan Exiles was the one that we were like yeah. completely so surprised. So what, what do you think? Over, under, once 175 mil? A little under. A little under. I'm going to go over. It's between, it's between 175 and 200. It's been a while since then, but I don't know how well the Lone Echo series has yeah. been doing for them so if i knew a little bit more than it maybe i would go over but i would probably I, say it's like i'd it's be curious be though like that that maybe they figured out something like not not like earth shattering but maybe ready yeah don figured out something cool on on vr and oculus to make it run a little bit better to oh to warrant this purchase you know that's what typically happens it's like when valve bought like valve for a while was buying studios and then those studios would stop making games because Valve would then just dissect the team and insert them in different parts of Valve to help their company going along. So I wouldn't be surprised if the people that made the Order 1886 figured something out with VR and Facebook is like, we need that tech. We need those yeah. minds on our side. Uh, and then they'll just work with them. Uh, mm -hmm. And we, uh, the, like I mentioned earlier, there might just not be a game that comes from this, but some technology could come from this yeah you might just uh, see their hands all over all the other oculus games so yeah uh all right uh the next story i don't really like going into rumors but i thought this was important because this is another <laughs> studio that we've been talking about like what the hell are they doing so uh some people on i think it's reset era uh found out that ubisoft or not ubisoft warner brothers uh registered a bunch of website domains over the last couple weeks, including suicide squad, kill the justice league.com and like suicide, suicide squad game.com and a bunch of other URLs. And Eurogamer looked into this and Eurogamer is confirming that Rocksteady is working on a suicide squad game. They can't confirm like how long the game's been in development but they like the game won't be like a, a launched title for the new consoles it is being worked on exclusively for those consoles uh but where in the last five years this game has been in development is unknown at the time uh, i don't think suicide squad carries enough brand recognition to put it on a box art yeah the, i don't either and Especially, like, I would assume this would be Suicide Squad in the Rocksteady Batman universe, because that would just make sense. And I don't know if we've seen enough of those characters that are in the Suicide Squad in the Batman games, and I don't know if I want those those versions of the characters in a Rocksteady game, even for next gen. The thing is, it's been five years since Arkham Knight. Since Arkham Knight came out, Suicide Squad came out in 2016. It made... 446.8 million dollars worldwide at the box office that the movie came out in 2016 yes it's been that long which kind of lines up with the timeline of when arkham knight came out and probably when they greenlit this idea of doing a suicide squad one so maybe this is just one of those things where warner brothers saw the money like we have a potentially a billion dollar franchise 
and they yeah but you realize pretty quick afterwards that you don't <laughs> yeah you, you definitely do but this executives... is not a licensing agreement like yeah but but warner brothers i feel like they've been holding back on like synergy you know that favorite corporate word we hear about and they just haven't synergized enough and this could be their way of doing it but they just maybe the executives didn't know how long it takes to develop a video game <laughs> and it's just super late but like so like suicide squad came out 2016 made like 750 million birds of prey came out this year only made 200 million but covid happened and then there's a suicide squad reboot directed by james gunn coming out next year so maybe they're like trying to take advantage of that and you know maybe it'll be out next year along with the suicide squad reboot movie which people would hope is good james gunn's attached so it has a chance but i, I just don't want this kind of game from them like i don't either i don't either yeah i mean if you, i don't want to i don't want rocksteady to i'm gonna try to say this as delicately as i can i don't want rocksteady to just continue to build on the world that they've already built I would love to see them do something completely different. Like, not necessarily completely different, but like we've always talked about, like a Ninja Turtle style game in with their engine and their combat system. Um, something cooperative. And I just don't like Suicide Squad doesn't. You kind of want them out of the DC universe. No, right? I don't even like... care if it's not out of the DC universe. Like, you know, like I would almost at this point be okay with some kind of Batman for Superman storyline that they're trying to play with the combat. And if they're going to go that route. But I just think there's so many other cool characters that you could build a game around and have some of the Suicide Squad people make appearances in the story or on a side mission or as a DLC or something. Not to build an... Like, I, I don't... Like, I just don't see PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, DC Comics presents or Rocksteady presents Suicide Squad. Like, it just doesn't... Like, that's not going to be one of those things where you walk into a store and it's Batman, Arkham Knight. Like, it just doesn't carry it. Or Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I, I've never been a fan of like the Suicide Squad concept in general, uh, and the, the horrible movie in 2016 just like proved that even more. It, it's a it's a weird concept, and it almost seems like too easy and kind of boring for Rocksteady to do. If this it's is not true. next gen, like this would be like the end of this gen. I, like yeah. if they were going to do something like this, like because it would just be building on the same on the same foundation. Yeah, the same the, foundation. You're in the same world. Like you could, you could tie it to Arkham somehow if you wanted to. Tie it to Gotham. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not too sure about this move. Apparently, they are gonna announce this. There's a DC fandom event in August, which I'm assuming is a digital event, uh, where they'll announce the next Batman game from Montreal, Warner Brothers, uh, which is, I forget what it's called. Uh, they did Arkham Origins, right? They did Arkham Origins, which uh, was okay. It wasn't bad. People made fun out of it because it was bad, but it wasn't bad. It was just mediocre compared to the Rocksteady games. Uh, yeah, so there, the the Gotham Knights game from uh, WB Montreal will be announced, and that's a, like a Court of Owls Batman game. So you're going to have your regular Batman game or your Batman-like experience, and then you're going to have suicide squad being made by the a team which just seems more confusing to me like when you want your a team working on the batman game and then have warner brothers montreal the b team working on a suicide squad thing i think that would be like i are you yeah. 
do you not like the concept of Suicide Squad or the fact that Rocksteady is doing a Suicide Squad? Because I think it's more, both. for me, the latter. Okay. <laughs> I, for me, it's both. I just don't, like, I've seen the Suicide Squad characters in the, you know, the Arrowverse or the Arrow DC CW world. Don't mm-hmm. care. Um, the movie I heard is terrible. It is. So. It's, it's- I haven't even like that hasn't even been something that when I'm flipping through stuff when I've been on a plane going to and from the east coast to west coast that I picked to watch and I I think I watched Justice League on the plane. And that's <laughs> so, oh that's that's a mistake. Yeah, so I mean it's not even something that's worth my time on a plane ever like oh if I fall asleep like I just like I don't care like the the Joker character is you know like I, and I feel like that like you were mentioning but A team versus B team like it's it's been five years since Arkham Knight like. It, I would almost at this point be okay with another Batman game. That's that's what it's weird is about it. It's just like it, it would almost feel better if they just went back to Batman because it's been so long. Uh, and there's not only so much you could do with the Suicide Squad. So and I'm also I, just I, tired of I'm just tired of hearing about all these other speculations and rumors or what they're doing. Like there comes a certain point in time where just Rocksteady put a logo on your website and say we'll talk to you in August. That would be so helpful. That would be fantastic if they just were like, hey, yeah, we're making this. I'm hoping because of all this is leaking, they'll just pull an EA and like, here's a trailer, come back to us in, in August and we'll show you how it plays. Yeah. Uh, especially if like the Suicide Squad ends up being like a co-op game, then I'm going to be even more upset those Ninja Turtle rumors were, were fake. Because <laughs> if like they could figure it out, like the Batman combat with co-op, I'm going to be very upset that it's going to be Suicide Squad, and I'm going to play as Harley Quinn, Deadshot. So you can't head. even name them. <laughs> I can't, because they're all... Sh- the, the whole point of Suicide Squad's like a, started as like a, a joke. It's a, a land term. of misfit toys. Yeah, but not even a good kind of land of misfit toys. The you know, truck with square wheels. Yeah, it, it's it's such a shame. Uh, I, I hope this isn't true. A Eurogamer usually doesn't post stuff unless they can back it up. So hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully they got some bad, bad intel and it's not a Suicide Squad game. And or even Warner- that they're they're in there. Like I would at this point, like you know, like okay, like there's a you know significant. They play a significant role in the story. Like yeah, you know, like but it's not. They're not the focal point. Like that would be. Like what I would be okay with, I guess. If it was Justice League colon the Suicide Squad, as opposed to the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, I think we'd be having a different discussion. <laughs> if the game was you have to like round up the Suicide Squad and you're playing Justice League people, uh, that would be significantly more interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one. A little bit of sad news, uh, yeah. at least for me. Uh, Cyberpunk has been delayed yet again. Uh, it is now set to release November 19th. So what, a week before Thanksgiving slash Black Friday uh, for, that, for us uh, in the States? Uh, also probably the launch of the next-gen consoles. So. Yes, ex- yep. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the the reason they're, they're updating is they need additional time. The, the, the reason in air yeah. quotes. <laughs> the reason is for additional uh, time. I'm okay with this decision, by the way. So. Yeah. It, it bug fixes and 
balancing well, mechanics. All right, let's be, let's be real. You can sit there and talk about whatever the press release says or doesn't say, but people are already speculating and talking about it before of waiting until next gen. This just eliminates that process. Like if they, if they want to buy it strictly on next gen and not start it in September on PS4 and play it on PS5 or start it in September on series on Xbox One and move it to Series X, like this just essentially eliminates that decision. That yeah, this totally just saves i was gonna run into that problem too because i would prefer to play cyberpunk on console than my pc smart delivery or no smart delivery like it's just yeah like there i think i wonder like and this is a hundred percent pure speculation on my part but i also wonder if the possibility of during play testing like maybe there's hiccups with smart delivery right now Mm -hmm. you know like something minor like you know like i'm not saying that like your entire save would get deleted but maybe it doesn't great as well like i don't know like (laughs) like and so cd project red is seeing that and you go you know what like we really need to try to buff this game out a little bit more make it you know just make it a little bit more of a you know high-end experience um and you know because like right wrong or indifferent pushing this to this time frame puts it in a lot of competition like whatever the next call of duty is going to be or if if it is if it is tied to the to the next gen consoles like what kind of launch lineup are, are they going against with playstation like these this is where your game can get buried though like if you're walking in and buying it could get buried like they they carry some potential but it's not witcher 4 it's cyberpunk yeah the uh, what i can see though is right before the new consoles released we're going to see a bunch of games just trying to get out the door on PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. One that won't have a PS5 version or a native PS5 version. So maybe this benefits them of just like waiting till the new consoles are out so they, don't, they can get those day one sales. I, yeah, I think it gives them... I think it also gives people a significant reason. If they can... Whatever they're going to show, I think we're supposed to see some cyberpunk stuff soon from Summer Games Fest. Um, yeah, this week, I if, if If they can show like a significant difference which we've always we've been talking about for months if they can sit there and talk about this is how you're going to look on next on current gen this is how it's going to look on next gen regardless of the smart delivery being a thing or not being a thing on ps on playstation and on xbox if they show like side-by-side comparisons of the two like it will help sell next gen consoles people will buy the next console because that's a game that i want to play that's how i want it to look so here's the thing. They they confirmed uh, that if you buy it on PS4 and Xbox One, you will get a free update on next-gen consoles. So the PS4 and Xbox One versions will run on the next-gen consoles because backwards compatibility, and you will see an improved performance on those consoles at launch, but there will be a more robust update arriving at a later time with, like, native stuff for those consoles so even day one of ps5 and xbox series x you're not going to get the ps5 and xbox series x version of those games you're going to get like an improved version of the previous gen which again tells me that they're probably waiting to see how sony and microsoft's ui and download processes are going to work live it's going to be a good test because if they're talking about a big update a robust update that could like change the game significantly. Uh, I'm guessing they'll just have you download the entire game over again or a texture uh, pack again. Like, you know. yeah, like optional texture packs and everything like that. Uh, 
so they, they you know they they reiterated and confirmed PS5 is part of the upgrade program uh, despite not having smart delivery. Uh, Avengers actually uh, from Square Enix announced today that they are also going to support uh, upgrades and compatibility from PS4 to PS5 and Xbox One to Xbox Series X. Uh, so, but I don't know if they use smart delivery specifically for the Series X, but it sounds like Sony has it. They just don't have any fancy marketing term for that. Uh, so it looks like games are supporting this jump. Uh, this also means that the uh, DLC plans, uh, I love that they had to like, do an interview about this or they had to tell investors that like, hey, this delay all the DLC expansions for Cyberpunk in the multiplayer component that uh, they are going to add eventually. And I keep forgetting that they have promised a multiplayer mode for Cyberpunk 2077. Though they said the delay won't affect the multiplayer that much because it's still super far off so it sounds like the multiplayer might be like a year or two down the road from cyberpunk 2077 even launching uh yeah i yeah i mean it does uh does a cyberpunk multiplayer appeal to you fuck no that's not why like i am interested in this i'm interested this based on the witcher uh, and how those games run. I want a world that I, I, I can live in and get myself mm-hmm. immersed with. I don't care about a multiplayer experience. And I still, since I haven't played Cyberpunk 2077, I don't know how they handle shooting controls. So without knowing how those controls feel, I don't know if I can get happy or excited for a multiplayer component until I know how that game feels. If... On day one of Cyberpunk 2077, I control that game, and I'm like, oh man, this is one of the best FPSs I've ever played. Then maybe I'd be interested in a multiplayer. But till then, The Witcher 3, I love that game. One of my favorite games of all time. It didn't control great at first, and they reiterated and patched it, and even then, it's not like the best controlling third-person action game. So I'm hesitant to get excited for the multiplayer for Cyberpunk 2077, especially if it's like, significantly down the road Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean like it's it's fascinating like it's been delayed so many times and like they're saying the right things they they do like cd project red does what they want like they don't really have to answer to anybody so since they're you know every they own the ip they own the studio like all that stuff like they're not stressing about it they their game is going to sell um but it's getting to the point of where like it's just needs to come out it does. They, I think they just got too excited and they call their own shots at CD Projekt Red. So every time they've announced a release date, it's not really a publisher pushing them like other instances of, you know, developers and publishers. Well, we, were all, too early. we were all surprised last year at E3 that they said the date. And now that date's been delayed twice. Three times, actually. It wasn't just supposed to be out in March and then... March, September. September, and then, yeah, so, I mean, they, yeah. they dated it for March, yeah. they delayed it, they dated it for September, they delayed yeah. it. So. Okay, yeah, it, it's been delayed way too many times at this point, yeah. so they, they just need to just shut up and, like, bring this game out, you know, like, another delay would suck. I, I almost, this is, we talked about this with Khalif, like, I, I, I hate when they announce stuff too early, and we get delayed yeah, stop, and we get stop frustrated dating it like just stop yeah. dating it just say 2020 yeah just give us a window i miss windows <laughs> like when they're just like fall or that should have been they shouldn't have dated it 
the first time they delayed it. They should have just said fall instead of putting a, a date. Because uh, now we're, we're, we're waiting till November, which I guess I'm fine with. Uh, it's one more game I'll pick up with my Series X or my PS5. Uh, yeah. That's it for Cyberpunk. And now the biggest news today <laughs> that this came out of nowhere. Microsoft is shutting down Mixer as of July 22nd. They just crazy. They just threw it out. Uh, Phil Spencer talking with the verge said we started pretty far behind in terms of where mixers monthly active viewers were compared to some of the big players out there. Twitch. I think mixer community is really good to, uh, I think the mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties and the abilities to reach gamers in a very seamless way through social platform. Facebook has. So, Shut they up. they hate Twitch, so since they hate Twitch, they're redirecting all their streamers to Facebook. Yep, and they are partnering with Facebook Gaming, uh, which this is the best part. Uh, this is hasn't been confirmed yet, but Ninja and Shroud, the two biggest streamers on Mixer, signed exclusivity deals with Mixer, not Facebook. So they were asked if they wanted to continue, and there was reports that they might have been asked to for double what they're currently getting to move to Facebook and Ninja and Shroud said no and now they're free agents but because they said no Microsoft had to buy them out of their contracts Ninja contract with Mixer was reportedly at 30 million dollars they had to buy him out so who knows what lump sum that he got from that 30 million if potentially they had to give him all of it and then Shroud had a $10 million contract that they had to buy him out or potentially give him all of it. Uh, and I they did guarantee you they both still own the rights to their Twitch URL and they both are probably still under partnership guideline rules on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Twitch like took his partnership away technically, but they'll they'll reactivate that account like in a heartbeat because he's still really popular. Well, it's not even a matter of reactivating it. He'll like both of them, if they go back to Twitch, will hit the requirements day one. Yeah of concurrent viewer i mean like not maybe not day one but they'd be dumb not to give them day one i think you have to do something for like 30 days or something like that but yeah they'll, they'll break the rules for that yeah um i think that youtube will be a player in this um in terms maybe. of try, trying to get one of one of them or both of them um and then you know a couple of the other streamers that have been mid-tier streamers like okay like I, again I, I've, I've played a lot of destiny i followed uh, king gathalion he does a lot of stuff with uh saint jude's and the guardian con gamer event that just went on last week that raised over six million dollars for saint jude's he left for mixer a couple months ago um he's going he's already announced today that he is going to facebook so mm -hmm. um in terms of trying to grow a community and and what he's trying to do there and help uh from that standpoint i think personally the biggest reason that Ninja and Shroud um, turned Facebook down and talking to some other streamers that I've had opportunities to, to interact with and communicate with, whether at events or in other, in other ways. The biggest, I, I feel like from, because streamers are very, very worried about their viewers and their community. Like that's their top priority, similar to like mm -hmm. what DDG is trying to build in terms of with, with our community. Um, ours is a little bit different, but a streamer is like the talking to their chat on a regular basis, obviously. And a lot of the, what chat, the, the viewers like is the anonymity that Twitch and Mixer gave them of usernames, which you do not get on Facebook. Yes. 
and you really kind of get it on YouTube, but you don't if you're trying to do anything relevant in YouTube. Like people know who you are uh, based on you know YouTube, depending on if you link it with your Google accounts and your Gmail accounts and Facebook. Obviously, you you can make some funky thing in Facebook if you want, but it makes it a challenge like to to be a regular Facebook user and then still watch stuff on Facebook with and have this funky name or you know then your friends are like why is your name this oh I don't want people to know who I am like it's Facebook dude <laughs> and another thing that like I've heard from people is like a lot of people don't even know where to go t- for Facebook gaming content yeah uh, it's the same problem with YouTube bad? like with YouTube live streams like it's buried yeah, like you go to the channel, sometimes it doesn't see it, and then you have to like dig around like their homepage to see, oh, they're live. Facebook's bad. And then also Facebook's just a fucking toxic wasteland, especially now. Uh, Twitch isn't much better if you go into like a popular streamer's channel. It is hell. But there's at least good moderation tools that can be used to like take care of that. And I don't know if Facebook quite has that down. Uh, I mean, just look at Facebook in the news any any hour of the day and there's some bullshit behind facebook so there's a reason why like ninja and shroud decided like no we're not gonna go with facebook uh and who i feel bad for in this are the people that are gonna get laid off from mixer they there was some quote about them like keeping the people on because they want to use the streaming technology the social media people, all the people doing community outreach, they're going to be let go. I feel real bad for like the smaller or mid-tier people that jumped with Shroud and Ninja to this mm-hmm. new platform and ditched Twitch, abandoned their Twitch channels, and now we're going to have to go through the process of re- getting reaffiliated, getting repartnered. And that just sucks. And then they have to refit into the Twitch community, which their spot was probably taken by a dozen other people in the time that they were away. Uh, if you look on Mixer right now, there's just a bunch of content creators, small, medium, and large, that are just like devastated by this because they found out with everyone else that like the platform they're on is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel real bad uh, for that. It's uh, it's Microsoft throwing the towel in though. Like they just realized that they just can't compete. Like they, they, they grabbed Ninja, they grabbed Shroud, and you stopped hearing about Ninja. Like he wasn't in the news. Yeah. He wasn't doing. I mean, he was doing stuff, but he wasn't. For whatever reason, it just it wasn't relevant. It's like the only like it's similar to like Fox Sports. You know, trying to compete with e- what ESPN's trying to do. Like they've been in it for the long haul. Fox Sports has, and they're slowly trying to get a foothold, but. It, you still like it's everybody's like oh like if you want to know what happened it's eleven o'clock at night and you want to know what happened in the sports world you turn on ESPN for Sports Center like you don't yep. you know like like all these other daytime nighttime shows that they've tried to do like you you just can't do it like you go to if if anything like somebody would go to Mixer for their one or two people that they know or they they really enjoyed watching but they're not scrolling around the Mixer directory like you do in Twitch. Yeah, and the discoverability wasn't there for Mixer, and that's where well, Mixer Twitch's discoverability isn't there either. So that's what I'm saying is, uh, yeah. or I was gonna say is like Mixer had a blueprint they could have followed in terms of taking the spots that like Twitch has ignored with some of the community guidelines and just discoverability. They could have really done something there with a smaller amount of streamers. They could have fine tuned discoverability and done some really good stuff there, but they didn't. And 
I feel like they more focused on throwing money at individual streamers than throwing money at the platform itself. They just thought like, okay, we're going to throw all of our money at two or three of the biggest streamers and see what happens. And I, I think they should have thrown their money at 10 to 20 streamers and really went at it because who knows how many streamers they could have got for Ninja, uh, the amount of money they paid one person. Uh, and, and he didn't move the needle. No, he didn't. Like, he brought people there, but they were only there for him. And then when he went offline, they went offline as well. Uh, and then that's when they started to jump at other, uh, like, like high, high stream. Like, what was, there's a stat, like, they brought, like, a good percentage of, like, the top 20 Twitch people to Mixer, and it just didn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, a little light on why Microsoft is forwarding everything to Facebook. Um, Facebook and Microsoft announced that when Project X Cloud uh, launches, they're going to build into the Facebook infrastructure where you can just launch a game with a click and load up the game in your browser or wherever on your phone and play the game you're watching a streamer play or you see a Facebook ad and you click it and you're already at the start menu of the game. Basically, everything that Stadia was promising Microsoft will do with xCloud with Facebook and that is like their their ultimate goal and honestly they seem more competent with xCloud than Stadia is so they'll probably reach that dream soon because I think xCloud is coming later this year so this might have been part of that deal where Facebook's like we're really trying to get Facebook gaming going Mixer's struggling let's work on a deal because we're already helping you with the xCloud stuff so they're doing that, so that's why they partnered with Facebook. Uh, but the, well, there's nowhere else. Gonna, they're not going to partner with Twitch. Yeah, but there's at least reason why they would just call in a tower, towel. Because they've only been really trying with Mixer for the last, like, what, like two years since they purchased them? Three years? And they could have ridden out the storm because it's not like Mixer was struggling. It's just the the numbers just weren't going up fast enough for their liking. Well, their mobile app sucks. Yeah, it does. They're they're like, they're mobile app, and I don't we, think they have we any see, TV we, apps. We, we see some of the data and everything like that. Small bits and pieces of the data with our YouTube channel and our in like eighty percent of your people are on mobile, even on Twitch. Yeah, that's why four K doesn't matter. And it's funny though, because it's like they, of course, they had a partner with Facebook is because Stadia is doing that stuff with their own service of YouTube. You know, Google's yeah. going to use YouTube for Stadia. So it left Microsoft with the only option of you going to Facebook because or they could have went with Twitter, but that would have been even weirder if they would have like seen if Twitter could do anything for them. Right. Uh, for integration. It uh, just came out, of left, could... it came out of left field like this wasn't rumored like there wasn't even streamers that were hinting at this. They I think that I saw a couple streamers that I follow on Twitter that are mixer streamers are like, ah, I'm not streaming today. I've got some things I got to work on. So I think that they might've found out like early this morning before it went like public. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's if they were like high enough to get an email from Microsoft. Yeah. Under contract probably. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just, just crazy. Cause we were talking to, I was excited about the idea of mixer, like signing up all this talent. Cause I wanted competition in the streaming market. Uh, and they made their splash. It just didn't work. Ninja and Shroud are going to walk away with this even richer. And then they're going to go to Twitch or YouTube Gaming. Cash more checks. It, it's 
kind of crazy. Yeah, I, Ninja comes out on top of this the whole thing. If he got if he got bought out and he goes right back to Twitch and probably goes right back to what he was doing, like they'll yeah. go right back to him. It's like yeah, and do better numbers because his numbers went down when he went to Mixer. So yeah. uh, it's crazy, crazy times. Just I wasn't expecting, especially before a new console launched, for Microsoft to just shutter one of the in their gaming division because Mixer was very much in their gaming division. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it could have been really close to their gaming division launching a new console with mixer integration all that stuff could have been i have a share like a share style button going right Mm -hmm. to mixer like everything so there's there's a lot to unpack there but i mean i'm sure we'll hear more in the next couple of days yeah uh that is it for news uh pokemon snap and uh, crash 4 were announced uh which is cool it's 1999 again uh, but there wasn't much to say about those other than I, I missed the the title like I, like some of the headlines and stuff this morning like there's been hints about Crash for like the last couple of weeks that something was coming mm-hmm. um, and then like that it's it's Crash for it's about time and mm-hmm. the, the first couple of times I was skimming through Twitter this morning seeing that it was formally announced and I'm like are people making a reference to it's about time that it got announced yeah <laughs> yeah no. so it's a good name uh, that was a weird presentation because it was like uh, Jeff Keighley this morning did the trailer. He had a quick interview unrelated to that. It, the interview was followed with an interview with Alf, which was weird and kind of cringy to watch Jeff Keighley interview Alf. Uh, and then there was like some day of uh, day of the dev. The uh, oh, I forgot the company because they got bought by Microsoft. Uh, Double Fine. Double Fine Productions do their day of the dev. Uh, events mm. so then that's been going on uh the ga- summer games fest uh but we'll have more stuff happening uh tomorrow's new game plus tuesday is new game plus uh which we might record something or me and chris from after uh, active quest might record something depending on how good the show is uh then we have the cyberpunk thing later this week there's a marvel avengers thing this week uh so there's a lot of stuff happening we're, we're getting closer to finding out about what's going on during the holiday uh so plenty of news to hopefully talk about over the next couple of days and for next week hopefully no more games get delayed <laughs> all uh, right but that uh, is it for news yeah we're gonna jump into a somewhat brief what we're playing and watching and then i think that we're just gonna have a uh, during playing and watching we're gonna have a conversation around last of us spoiler free very small um we are planning something a little bit more formal for last of us uh somebody already beat the game mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so for me, like uh, earlier in the week, I, you know, just from home things is that I had a, um, you know, a new roof put on. So that was a little bit of a, a challenging stuff. And my son finally got a car. So that was some of the stuff that was being go- was going on during this week. Um, and I just like I was kind of I knew I was going to be playing a lot of The Last of Us. So earlier on in the week, I kind of took it easy. Um, for, like uh, last week, I think I said that I like I watched Patch Adams. Like I had a you know a desire to watch a Robin Williams you know show, um, and then my wife found a documentary on Robin Williams, which was fascinating. Um, Robin the Williams, HBO one? like yeah, like Welcome to My Mind or something like that. Yeah, or, that's a good one. Yeah, so that was really cool. Just seeing like how like he you know how the sitcom started and how he started and it, you know, going back and forth with what he did, and it was just really cool to see that. Um, so that's a really good documentary if you're at all a Robin Williams fan. I recommend that. Um, and just the people that in that he hung out with and like that he you know uh, like his relationship with Billy Crystal, um, and then just 
in general, like um, the relationship that he had with other comedians and actors. Uh, it was just really cool to see that. Um, and then uh, it was part of the streaming thing. We watched, um, my wife and I watched uh, Just Mercy, um, which is uh, the comedy, or not a comedy. <laughs> I don't even know where that word came out of my mouth. Um, it's a uh, drama on uh, an inmate in Alabama on death row. A black inmate in Alabama on death row. This, it's you should definitely check it out. It's like they made the movie free on almost every streaming service, or you can you should just be able to watch it for free for because of all the Black Lives Matter uh, stuff going on right now. Again, I'm terrible with uh, actors' names. Um, so, but overall, like it was, it was just really good to see. Like not good, but you know, fascinating to watch. Just like it's based on a true story, just to see how crazy it is. And how crazy it was, the court systems, how Alabama, the South, how things are treated, what what happens, and, and seeing like a mountain of evidence pile up on one side and a judge being like, yeah, nope, don't care. You know, it's yeah. just, it was just crazy. And then finally, just it, it, it being like forced and, and there's, the, you know, there's twists in there and, you know, like and just listening to the other, you know, the other things that are going on in the world now, just taking the time just to learn. Whether it's June, you know Juneteenth or, or any of this stuff, or having a conversation with your friends, um, you know, or even having a conversation that you don't want to have with your friends to find out how they think, um, it's 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 fascinating. Like just the stuff that's you know, like all the tied into all the Confederate flag stuff that's going on with NASCAR and all that other crazy stuff. Just looking at what people are idolizing and what people are building their values on is just it's rough. Yeah. So, um, so those are the two things that I watched, and then uh, I dabbled just very, very slightly in Destiny. Just I, again, it was like we recorded, and then, um, you know, like it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday were pretty mellow for me with a little bit with work, and still got my damn stitches in. Hopefully, I get these out this week. It's almost <laughs> gonna be like it's almost gonna be like a month that I've had these in. Yeah. So you're playing a, with them on stream off camera, yeah. and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> no, it's the band aid. <laughs> okay, I'm just like Dave's gonna have to go because he's gonna pull his stitches in the middle of the stream. <laughs> no, um, so like just trying to you know like I run into some situations where my hand starts to hurt. Um, you know, but it, it was Father's Day too, so you know I did play a lot of Last of Us on Father's Day. Um, like, as riveting as that sounds, but I was, I just, no, <laughs> I was just like just thinking of just like having a good time. The Last of Us on Thursday. That well, game's rough. I know it, what I, I know. Yeah, it. it's my. It was a day off. I had the day off of work, and my uh, both the older kids were working. Uh, so you know, we send Owen in the other room or play outside, and and again, Angela treats this like a movie. So she's she's sitting there watching, um, and you know, trying, and, and she's just enjoying it, like letting it soak in. Yeah, like she's trying to pay as you know pay attention, but she still gets lost in her phone sometimes while she's watching. But for the most part, she she pays attention. Um, but uh, that's it for for playing and watching for me without the Last of Us conversation. Yeah, uh, for me, the only other game that I played other than Last of Us and Disintegration we'll, that we'll talk about a little bit later uh, was West of Dead, which is a roguelite twin stick shooter. This is the game that's popped up. I think it popped up sometime last year at E3 or popped up at the Game Awards, something like that, uh, where it's a very stylized, like almost like comic book looking game starring Ron Perlman. Uh, you play as a 
you've got a cowboy character who's like stuck in purgatory. So you are going through these labyrinth like levels, uh, pretty much blind and just trying to survive because it's a roguelike. Every time you die, you start the game over from the beginning. You can get some upgrades down the line that you can take with you to your next playthrough. Like the first one that I got uh, was just the ability to hold a health flask so I can heal myself in the middle of battle. Uh, it's a brutal game like most roguelikes are in terms of you're going to die a lot. Uh, you need to play it slow. You need to play it smart. Uh, shooting feels pretty good. I'm playing it on Steam on PC. We were given a, a review code for it from the publisher uh, and uh, on PC. So I'm, I've been playing that. It's on PS4, Xbox, and I think the Switch. It's it's fun. Uh, I, I love Ron Perlman, the actor. So having his voice, especially his voice, it's real powerful in this very stylish game uh, is kind of a treat for me. And I'll probably give a full review next week. The game's just, it, it's tough. And I, I have a hate-love relationship when it comes to roguelites or roguelikes uh, where I get frustrated with the idea of like dying and starting at the beginning. Uh, but the mechanics are fun enough, and uh, I like kind of going into a level blind. You, you see on the mini-map, it's all dark, and you can see the areas where I was. When I pull up the map, you can see everywhere I was, and then just figuring out, like, okay, there might be a doorway here. Hopefully this takes me to a different location. Uh, and then trying to find portals to jump to different parts of the map. So I'm just slowly yeah, they working my way through. They always have this, like, if, if they can strike that balance of, like, it not feeling dramatically punishing to die. Like, it, it, it there, there still is consequences to death, but it's not, like, controller-throwing punishment. Like, yeah. where you're like, I'm done, you know, like, versus, like, all right, you know what, I messed up, that was my fault, I can be back there in ten minutes and I can progress farther next time, you know, like. Yeah, like, the, uh. I, every time I've died, it, it's been my fault, or at least I accept it as my fault, because the character, the enemies are very pattern-like. Like, once you see an enemy, you're like, okay, they they have three shots, and then they're going to reload. So as long as I use this cover and use my gun wisely and actually keep count of how many bullets I have, because reload animation takes a while, I can get through most of the map. The map is procedurally generated every time you start it, for the most part. Or at least that's what I believe it's doing. So that can be a little Typically frustrating. That, style, that, tile, yeah. that style of game does that, yes. Yeah, so that can be a little frustrating, but anytime I die, it's usually my own fault because I get impatient or wasn't paying attention to like, oh, my cover can only take five shots before my cover is blown or I didn't see an enemy there. I should have done some sort of trick or used a different gun to take care of the enemy. So it's not frustrating. Everything that's bad that's happening is my fault. It's going to be a tough game for me to get through uh, just because I, I, I get impatient a lot and make dumb mistakes all the time, but I'm not mad at the game uh, for that. Uh, and then that's kind of it for playing and then watching. I just put 30 hours into The Last of Us Part 2. So that's been my last four days. I can't think of anything <laughs> else that I've been watching. Uh, that uh, matters. I, I am kind of rewatching The Last of Us 1 on YouTube <laughs> now that I finished Last of Us 2 just so I can remember that stuff because Sarah's super into it. So anytime uh, she's working, that like today she's been watching The Last of Us Part 1. So I've been just hopping in watching that with her. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into The Last of Us a little bit. Spoiler-free yeah. Last of Us discussion. Yeah, this will be more centered around 
gameplay likes and dislikes of the game. Like we're not going to talk about the story or anything like that. Um, I put something in our Facebook group today that I think some people like kind of misunderstood a little bit, but not, I mean, it's okay. It's a conversation. Yeah. Um, so uh, we all knew that like this, this game is going to be a gut punch. Like if you didn't know that this game was going to be a gut punch, then you haven't been paying attention. And I'm totally fine with it being a gut punch, like yeah. in terms of things that are going to happen in the game and, and how the game plays. And uh, since the reveal, like this game is brutal. This, this game's super brutal. Uh, and to your point about the gut punch thing, if you actually paid attention and played the first game, you would know there was no other way, no other possibilities for this game to go. Like, the world is just a brutal, violent, horrible world uh, that is The Last of Us. And there's only so much they can go from how, like, the first game ended. Like, the first game ended with, like, humanity being damned and it was capped with a lie. With that information, how brutal do you expect the second game to get? Like, I expected it to be brutal. It may have been more brutal than I thought it was going to be, but I'm not surprised by it. Uh, or at least how dark this game gets. Yeah, it, and so far, I'm only 10 hours in. Mm -hmm. Um. And like a lot of the people, like even on my public timeline, like my, my Facebook timeline with like friends and other people that I've affiliated with, I definitely don't feel like being, you know, like in, in comparison, if you play 30 hours and I play 10, so in theory, I'm roughly a third of the way into the game. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think depression is a word that I personally would use when I play this game. Like, I don't get depressed when I play the game. No, yeah, per I, personally. I don't so, yeah. No, I, I do get dread. Uh, just some of the actions you haven't hit any of them just yet, but there are some points in the game where I, when I was playing with Sarah, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do these actions. I did the actions cause that's what you do to progress the story. But there was things happening that I'm just like, man, I feel really shitty for pressing square right now, but let's press square. Okay. Yeah. And the, okay. So there's my first little Nick in the armor of the game. Okay. And I don't even really know what you're talking about, but in reference and comparison to last of us one, I felt like you had much more of a choice in terms of how you proceed in how you proceeded in combat than you do in this game. You no, you totally have a choice in this game. Uh, because of how open the areas are, uh, you definitely have a choice with how you want to take encounters um, I'm talking more about like story related stuff, I, like that the story has to go to certain places and you have to play through those yeah. moments that those are, there's some but dread you, in it. Are you saying in some of those open area encounters that you have in the game that you can actually go through without, you can complete it without firing a shot or killing anything? I played most of this game stealth. Uh, it wasn't until some moments, like I was a little trigger happy in the first chunk of the game but with how the story is told i became less trigger happy and that's because of how the story was going but yeah you can get through this game with minimal stealth kills you can't there's some sections that i was able to go without killing anybody but then there was also sections where i could have gone without killing people but i had enough emotions and feelings for certain things that i'm just like no i'm gonna go and take some people out uh, okay, so, I feel like I've ran into situations where I didn't have a choice at all. I, I, I think you have a choice through most of the game, to be completely honest, because...
there were some times where I was thinking of just going into a gun battle and Sarah's just like, try and stealth this. And then I would get through the whole section. I'm just like, oh, I got through it. Uh, the only part where you kind of don't have a choice, but there's still ways around it, are with the dogs. Uh, dogs are kind of hard to work around in this game uh, just because they can sense your smell and they're constantly moving. So if you leave any bodies on the ground, they will find that and alert everybody, uh, which I don't even think you probably dealt with dogs too much 10 hours in. So uh, get ready for that because then you won't have a choice. I've had an encounter with them. so Yeah, they're, they're kind of hard to get around, but there's been sections where I've made it to the exit and then without killing anybody, but then I'm just like, I need some supplies, and then I start to like go back. Yeah, and see, like, and, that, and that's the thing too is, I guess, like, I like the 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 scavenging and the rummaging and exploring. Like, you see a lot of cool things. You see a lot of cool Easter eggs, posters. You know, like like figurines. Like, you break glass figures. Like, you know, but that also means if you really want to explore and find anything, like, you got to kill everything. Which I mean, for the most part, you got to kill everything. Um, you, you do uh, for the most yeah. part, and and at least. Some some sections that is definitely the case because. Uh, I, I, I I also don't like the point of no return barriers that are in the game. Yeah, there's definitely a couple of those. We talked about this beforehand. We won't talk details obviously on this show, but there was Dave got to experience a cutscene and a character building moment that I didn't get to encounter because I didn't realize that like just being on my go, horse just a little too far. Yeah. Well, even though, like, like you didn't go up to steps and go all the way to the other hallway, like, yeah, and and like, and that's fine if it's not significant story beats, but in terms of the 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 storytelling, the relationship building that they're attempting to do, and then the way that sometimes the game doesn't the certain things that the game doesn't give you a choice of, like where the L three button says, click me, click me, click me, click me, look here, look here, click, mm-hmm. and then if you're taking too long, it's like look here, look here, click, 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 and I think I can turn that off, but I just haven't yet. Um, yeah, I, I need to turn that. I, oh, I should have turned that off because there's some points in the game that frustrated the hell out of me because it's just like, damn game. I'm like, I just cleared this area. I want to mm-hmm. look around it, and the game's like look over here and a character is also being like, no, the exit's here. And it's like, there was a mechanic that I thought was pretty cool. Like if you cleared a room early on, like where it would, you know, indicate that you cleared an area. Yeah. There, there's actually something in accessibility. You might, there's detective mode and accessibility. I don't know if you want to try that where if you like click one of the, the analog buttons, it'll send a wave and then mark everything of interest. But I didn't use that because that's immersion break breaking for yeah. me yeah I, I mean i'm not like i i just like it's not like again it's not like criticisms but i just feel like it you know it sucks for you that you might have missed a really cool like um character building moment yeah um relationship building moment of maybe to make you care more about a character and then i i, I just don't remember there being this much reading in the first one every letter you pick up no there okay. there there was there there definitely yeah. was and it wasn't i, I just as don't elegant. remember it so yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't as elegant because rewatching The Last of Us Part One right now with Sarah a little bit. Every time uh, the the YouTube video picks up a note and I just see how they display the text, and I'm just like, oh, it's so much better in in Part Two. Uh, yeah. The only thing that sucks though is you can't talk about this game without being attacked, which is super frustrating. Uh, I, I mentioned on day one, like, oh, I'm ten hours in and I'm liking the game, and I had like three people that don't follow me who are just following the search and 
talking shit about my opinion of the game or talking shit about the game. And most of the stuff they're talking about, they haven't played the game. They're going off the leaks. And we talked about this when we talked about the leaks being available that people were going to see them. And it's a couple hour gameplay and it's stuff out of context. And then they made their assumptions about the game out of context. And every time I see a criticism from an angry person, they're going off the leaks and that's all they have. And it's really hard to judge a game like this that's 30 hours off of like a cutscene that's like yeah. 20 minutes. Especially when at least it appears so far that the stuff that we were shown at E3, like the trailers, those were all like foreshadowing story building. Yes. Like there, like there are certain things that you know, and it, it, it's not uncommon for Naughty Dog to do something like that. Like we've seen like gameplay scenes in the game in in their games, like shown at at E three or shown at like events. Um, but a lot of the stuff that they've been doing for The Last of Us Part Two that they've been building up to, when you saw like that was just them trying to build the atmosphere and build the characters of like, okay, that's just the world that you're in, and it's just more or less making your mind think about the people that you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, but though I have seen people complain about that too, of like, oh, the trailers lied to us. And it's just like, no, they didn't. If you play the game, you will see this stuff in context from where it is in the game as opposed to a standalone trailer. And it's it's driving me nuts. I, I can't wait to talk about this game like at length with you, like spoilers and all, just because <laughs> I feel like there's a really long discussion about this game. This is uh, the difference between <laughs> working and furlough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it totally is. But to be fair, I played it over the weekend. I, you know, so. And Sarah's been watching, like, she watched me play this game the entire time. She was the one, like, pushing me through it to where, like, we wake up Saturday and she's like, we're playing The Last of Us right now. And then we played for, like, 12 hours straight. Like, there was three nights in a row. We went to sleep at one o'clock, two o'clock, and then three o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then today we had, like, the epilogue to finish. Uh, and played that, and yeah, I, I I love the game. I can't wait to talk about it at length instead of vagueness, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that is out there right now. It's super toxic. I hate that everything gets turned into like a your team versus my team bullshit uh, with everything, uh, and it's happened with The Last of Us, and it's a damn shame. Yeah, because uh, I think it's a good game. I, I, I love what they're trying to what, what Naughty Dog is attempting to do with this game and, and trying to broaden the game and build the franchise, which I'm hoping that, you know, like they're you know, I'm hoping that they continue to do stuff in this universe. Um it, it's just it's interesting to me of and I and, and I think I wrote this, um, I really am in the mood right now for a point A to point B to point C to point D to point E game mm-hmm. of where like I, I just go and I get to play and then I get to walk away from it and 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 stop. And for the most part, like God of War was like that for me. And but there was still all this other stuff, all this other shiny stuff that I could have played. It wasn't necessarily story relevant, but like some of it, you know, God of War's story was really good, but the combat was was you know also fun. Last of Us story is really good. Combat. I I'm not sitting. I'm not hating it, but it it has room like areas of improvement that i think could be a little bit better there are things that are happening that are frustrating me Um, yeah there was definitely some times where i like died or i messed up a stealth kill and sarah's like why did you do that and i'm just like i didn't (laughs) the controls did that yeah i'm having a little bit of a hard time with the prone and the crawling like i'm you know for you know i didn't use crawling at all i know i was supposed to but i just didn't like it so i just didn't use it 
yeah so like i'm having i'm having some issues with that um and then just some of the like some of the gunplay i'm just having some problems with but again it's it's fine like it's i know that there's like there's things that are, it's not this game is not focused around that gameplay and I, and i'm okay with that if i die i'm like all right well i just got to do better like i got to you know i got to think about it differently or use my resources better um so yeah. i mean and we we are going to I guess it's on me now. Whenever I beat it, uh, <laughs> yeah, we will record something. Depending, we might try to do it live on Twitch, but it, if anything, it'll just kind of show up on the feed. Um, yeah, probably based on how discussions of this game are going. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what that is. But again, like your feedback is always appreciated. If you guys want it to be live on Twitch and and if you guys want to be involved in the conversation with your questions, like like as we're recording, like please let us know. If we don't do it live on Twitch and you want to ask your question and let it go, like that's fine. Um, but S- it- since Dave is still playing, if you want to send in stuff for our spoiler cast, you can send it to Michael at digitaldaysgaming.com so Dave won't <laughs> see it before he beats it. Uh, I probably so just can... if you send an email, I probably just won't even open it. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I don't want even anyone to risk putting something in the subject line that's a spoiler. So yeah, you know, if you want to share your opinions, there is my email. Send it in, uh, yeah, but so. please play the game and send your thoughts on the game. I do not give a fuck about what you think about the game without playing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> God, I've had a deal that all weekend. Anytime I mention this game on Twitter, so yeah. please. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, let us know what you how you guys want the the spoiler cast to go. Like we're doing it. Like it's just it's just gonna be. I mean, our goal was like early July. Um, with Michael beating it as quickly as he has, like I'll I'll probably kind of, you know, put my head down a little bit more and, and try to get through this sooner. Uh, partially it gets really just, linear at the end. If yeah. That helps partially to just uh, avoid it being spoiled in conversation. Like one of my coworkers is playing it and he's ahead of me. We were talking today and he's like, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> so, so he's, you know, he's, it's fine. Um, he, he, he asked me where I was. I told him where I was and he told me where he was. And, you know, and he asked me the last thing I did and he goes, okay. He's like, and then he kind of just, so that we talked a little bit about the stuff that happened prior, but, um, for the most part, I, I I'm enjoying it. It's it's it's. This is the first time, like, and I, I you know, as, if you're watching on Twitch or if you if you've seen any of the streams, like, I sit at my desk primarily. Um, I'm sitting in front of this microphone right now, in front of multiple monitors. This is where the majority of my game playing has been for the last at least year, year and a half. Um, and I'm not playing down here. Like, I'm playing upstairs uh, in my living room. Um, and like I said, Angelo's on the couch. You know covered up in a blanket you know drapes closed watching the watching me play (laughs) um and she's you know asking questions or you know we haven't really ran into any kind of like crazy mechanic or anything like that where she likes to to get involved sometimes she helps me find things or how to get into areas um so i mean but she's trying to get enthralled in the story um but uh, i'm happy this is the first one that i i won't stream um I, i i just don't think it's worth it especially this early on it's not worth it and this is um something that like Angela and I have like it's one of our one of my best gaming memories is playing Last of Us One and her keeping me up the entire night to beat it. Yeah. Um. So like, not that that's ever gonna happen right now, um, uh, with my work schedule and stuff. But she's already. I think she saw that you had beat it, and so she texted me and she's like, "So you're off on Thursday?" I go, "Uh huh." She goes, "Well, we'll probably just like play the game like really late into the night, Wednesday night into Thursday morning." And I was, she's like, "I know you want to beat it." I was like, "I do want to beat it, but I'm also I'm not rushing through this game." Like, I, I and I don't recommend it uh, rushing through it. Like, 
I needed to digest certain moments in the game. But I know I play games a little different than you uh, in terms of like how I get emotionally attached to some things to where like there was moments where I needed to digest it. And I'm glad it took me as long as it beat it, even though I beat it in four days. But like, man, there were some times where I need, I just needed to break and then like think about everything that happened. Yeah, I, I don't get emotionally attached to media in the moment any any form of media in the moment it takes yeah. time for you know for things to sink in on me later um so like i've never to the point of like there might be a like a point where i'm like all right this is a good stopping point and she my wife's like what is wrong with you <laughs> like, yeah she's like go in the door <laughs> like um so you know like but i'm not really affected you know it, it's weird i know it's it's just something i do my son is is very similar like it's i just don't get emotionally attached to in the moment things so. yeah it's understandable uh you probably will have a reflection time with this game though based on how it goes oh yeah uh, i'm sure i will yeah so i fully expect to so yeah uh, all right, let me just uh, talk about Disintegration. Uh, and let's just do a, a review. You played a little bit of Disintegration. Uh, I did, yep. Yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, though we've recorded so many episodes since then, it's weird to say last week. Uh, so Disintegration is from the former creator of Halo, one of the founders of Bungie. Uh, it is a first-person shooter with real-time strategy elements, uh, it's you, you you play as someone that's on a grav cycle uh, which is basically like a hover vehicle and you have a squad with you and you control that squad giving them basic objectives like telling them where to go what enemies to attack and when to use their power-ups uh, most of the objectives are very simple it's like hey go to that terminal and turn it on uh, because I can't, because I'm in my bike, uh, so it's kind of contrived in that way. And then defend the area, and then defend the area. So it's very simple that way. Uh, what interests me the most about this game is the story and the universe. Uh, in this universe, humans are given the option of integration, which is transplanting their brain into a robotic body, basically giving them kind of immortality. Uh, it also is. Uh, a definite like who has the money for the best robot suit or the ro best robot body so a lot of the robots or people you walk into will look like they're just thrown together with random parts or just look super beat up because they can't upgrade themselves uh, but you play as Romer who is a graph cycle pilot who I almost equate him to kind of like a, a, a spokesperson for integration uh, because you see early on there's like a commercial where he's basically pitching the idea of like hey you got to do this uh i'm a famous grab cycle war hero pilot i did this you should do it too uh but something goes wrong and he is captured and imprisoned uh something happens where he breaks out and he joins a group of rebels and it's like a ragtag group of misfit toys scenario where you were fighting this evil corporation government. I couldn't quite figure out if they're a corporate government or exactly what type of organization they were. Uh, and you just go from there. The story's pretty straightforward hero ragtag group of people. Uh, really well voice acted, funny mm -hmm. writing with the characters. Yeah, for sure. uh, 
the cutscenes are really short. Like the opening cutscene is probably the longest and it's like five minutes. And then every other cutscene is like maybe 30 seconds to a couple minutes, uh, which is a shame because I love the characters. Like I thought they were entertaining. Yeah, lots of good quote unquote downtime dialogue too when you're you're kind of traveling from one area to the other in a mission. Yeah, in between missions, you're at a hangar and I'm just talking about in a mission. Oh yeah, in a mission, yeah. On your way to like the the waypoints, there's like good back and forth between some of the characters, Uh, and in between missions you have like this hub area that you go to the hub area changes based on like where you are in the story uh where you can go up to different characters and it'll give you side objectives and then you can also just learn about their past and get a little bit of world building that stuff is like my favorite part of the game are the little interactions during the mission and the interactions in between missions Uh, that social space feels kind of clunky though the social space feels aged uh, just because it's yeah. so empty and barren. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of a theme with this game, uh, which is lack of depth. And that's just kind of present everywhere. So the gameplay is the scrap cycle RTS stuff where you can kind of do the missions by yourself without really using your squad too much. Uh, but you do have control of the squad, but the stuff that they have for the squad to do is limited and it's lacking a certain amount of depth, which is a bummer. Uh, I think it's missing. I think it's missing a form of an upgrade system. Yeah. An actual upgrade system. Cause you can like level up the individual characters, but it's really like increasing their health or cooldown. but there's no expansion beyond that. Uh, still does the same thing in the first mission does does the same thing in the final mission yeah there there just isn't a, a progression through it that makes it worth continuing unless you really like the story and characters uh the the, the gameplay doesn't evolve over time like it should yeah and i also didn't feel like and i'm not a, obviously i'm not as far as you are um i didn't feel like the a lot of times like the games and combat levels kind of like progress upward as it's challenging a little bit more as you learn things and i feel like this combat was very linear it is very linear and their only way they like try and challenge that linearity is just throwing more enemies at you like just like oh we're just going to throw here's flying enemies along with the ground enemies and that's as deep as it gets which is a shame uh you can't really switch out the characters you're given on a mission. You're just given certain characters, uh, which is a shame. I really wish you could swap them out. Um, maybe you could do that on the higher difficulties, but you just can't do that on the regular difficulty, which is a shame. Uh, it, just little stuff. Um, you can't stack commands on your crew. Like, I can't say, kill this guy, kill this guy, kill this guy, why I do that, or do that objective, that objective, that objective. Uh, once you change objectives, your whole squad will then just go with you as opposed to being able to trust them to do multiple things and knock out multiple tasks at once or after each other, which is mm-hmm. just kind of annoying, you know, cause there, there's some times where it's just like, I cleared out the enemies, there's no danger, but we need to do three objectives and I can't just stack them. You know, that's some Sims one shit where you just can't stack yeah. Uh, objectives which is uh, kind of annoying and frustrating especially as they throw more at you yeah it feels like a really interesting concept that's lacking some serious polish yeah polish and just just like 
again, it, it comes down to depth for me. This feels like a good technical demo or a good first step. Like, I think they built enough in this universe that I'm interested and intrigued, and I like the combo of a first-person shooter and an RTS, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they didn't build enough into it in this first game yeah there's no there's no badass moments in it like where you like you feel like that you're just wrecking shop yeah like there's destructibility but it's not full destructibility uh there's there's no big wow moments in this game they played Uh, it very safe kept things very close yeah and it's fun i enjoyed the story it just there wasn't a lot going for it and every time i played it and when i wrapped it up i'm like okay i had fun with this game it just didn't have enough there for me i want to see what they can do with this universe and these elements because i love the character design i think the characters look super cool the -hmm. writing is good so i want to see what they could do with a disintegration 2 uh and hope they can add that depth. Like, maybe they were just testing the waters with this, or maybe this is as far as they can go. If this is as far as they can go, then maybe there's no room for a sequel. But I see things they could do to, like, up this, and hopefully they get that chance to do it. Uh, I dived into the multiplayer, but unfortunately, there's just no one playing the multiplayer, or their servers are broken. I got into maybe one or two games... And I didn't even finish the games because people just like bailed. Uh, before we recorded, I in the background just had my PS4 running and then I would just queue random matchmaking and it would time out every 10 minutes and then kick me out of queuing. So then I'd have to requeue every 10 minutes and I just couldn't find a game. I did that a sucks. Twitter search and no one's playing it. This is an issue on PC. This is an issue on Xbox. Uh like this game probably could use some sort of crossplay support just to help the few people that are trying to play it online get together because it doesn't seem like there's enough per platform to do it, uh, which is a shame because I, I I think the gameplay is pretty fun uh, even though it lacks step that like in a multiplayer setting it could be interesting like there's really not that much progression in the multiplayer either you're just kind of unlocking cosmetics. Uh, there's nothing else really there to unlock, so there's no carrot on a stick scenario for the multiplayer. Uh, so like, I enjoyed this game. I played the the campaign. It probably lasted like six to eight hours for me. I really enjoyed it. I recommend checking out the campaign. Uh, for what it is, it's it's still fun. It just don't expect going into it with expecting too much for it. Don't expect like this epic encounter these epic battles it's just kind of a fun game to play for six hours but it's not gonna blow your mind uh because i'm sure if like it had those epic moments dave you probably would have had the urge to mm-hmm. continue on but instead it was you probably walked away with what it, like eh, this is fine yeah like mission complete oh you didn't kill enough of these things this way oh okay <laughs> yeah, like I didn't feel like I needed to go out of my way to get all the side goals. Right. Um, I got what I got. Because there's then, not really a reward for doing it. Yeah, there's not a reward for doing it. And then there's like little hidden things for you to upgrade your characters. But halfway through the game, I realized like the enemy, my teammates aren't really dying. So I don't really give a shit about upgrading them. So I put all the upgrade points into myself. So my character would, you know, have the best chance for survivability. 
uh, but there just wasn't enough there for me to do all of, like the find all the hidden chips and upgrade your mm-hmm. crew and yourself. Uh, with that said, I, I still enjoyed it. I, I did find it to be fun, uh, which is why I'm just going to give it a three out of five. I think it's it's a good first step if they can do enough to add to it maybe it could be a really really good uh franchise uh but even though i sound really down on it i i i I enjoy it enough to give it a three uh because i think the campaign's worth it um this is definitely one of those games that maybe when it's on sale it'd be worth checking out i think right now it's like a 50 dollar game which it just probably isn't like i wouldn't recommend it right now especially the multiplayer components lacking my review's basically basically of this as being a single player only game based on how the multiplayer is going uh and i think the single player at best with its mechanics is a three out of five yeah all right all right we're gonna jump into uh questions and comments you can send us questions using hashtag ask digital days on twitter you can post them in the facebook group you can post them on our facebook page you can post them in discord um all again all of those links are in the show notes so please check them out and join uh some of the community in the conversations with whatever platform that you choose to use um so our first one comes from andrew um what are your thoughts on hearing about service improvements for psn i.e new tiers to um you know maybe something to combat with games pass i'm all for choices when it comes to some of this stuff like i think that more choices is better but at the same time it's just confusing how to sell it yeah uh, i we i feel like we've been waiting for years for ps plus to up their game to match some of the stuff microsoft's doing especially now that you know game pass is a thing i just don't know if sony cares like it seems like they have no interest in like pushing uh ps now to be something um and that's really all they kind of have like if you look at like ultimate game pass it's you know you get xbox live you get game pass i think on pc and xbox one yeah if it's so if they it's have ultimate you do yeah yeah so they have all that to put on that all sony really has their video service failed uh their music service failed all they really have is ps plus and ps now and i don't know if that's enough for them to like combine and make it a game pass competitor uh i do know ps now is on pc but i don't know how popular that is to be completely honest um i want them to do something especially after they like went from six games to two games uh if anything they've gone down in quality but i think again i think it's confusing like if like how do you buy it like if if there's like three different versions of ps plus like in terms of like which one do you buy what happens if you buy the wrong one accidentally what happens after three months if you want to upgrade to the higher one like there's just like there's so many questions involved in it. it does need some improvements it does need you know a nice like an overhaul of like what they're gonna you know what they're gonna do like how you know like they need to speak on it soon like how is plus gonna impact ps5 like is it just gonna play for multi? are you am i just paying for multiplayer like am i getting ps5 games like yeah what i think that you look will like at launch yeah. yeah is it gonna be four are, are playstation people gonna be titled to four games two ps4 two ps5 backwards compatibility where those ps4 games guarantee to work with my ps5 if i have plus 
Or are they just going to double down on PS4 games working on PS5 and all the plus games we're going to get are ones that do work on PS5? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like I would almost feel like it would have to at that point. They can't give away super old PS4 games because then they won't work on PS5. There's a lot of things yeah. that they uh, could do and there's a lot of answers that they have. I'm hoping they have like another state of play in August and go on some sort of whatever the version of a media tour is in 2020 yeah. they or, need to start yeah, that yeah. rolling and Just i need pre-orders to go up damn it yeah like a QA live stream with somebody like even if it's keely at this point in time like near the end of summer game fest like just you know jim ryan sits down with keely and he just goes through the bullets like goes through you know for an hour and just talks about the stuff that people are wondering you know yeah so um our next question comes from matt low uh injustice gods among us ultimate edition is currently free on the playstation store not on ps plus just free at the moment so everybody should go download that um which got him thinking um i used to play beat-em-ups a lot before getting into more online multiplayer games why don't beat-em-ups have party lobbies where friends can group up play 1v1 and uh spectate the current match or does that exist in a game let me know um, so I did a quick Google search and I really couldn't find anything, but I believe that Injustice has a King of the Hill mode. Yeah. Uh, so I got confused with this question because he said beat-em-ups. Uh, to me, beat-em-ups are side-scrollers. Beat-em-ups are fighting games for him. So Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure a decent amount of fighting games do have some sort of lobby system where you can just go at it. I believe Street Fighter, I'm pretty sure it's five, has some, some something like that. I know... Uh, one of the Marvel versus Capcom games definitely has that. Uh, Not a hundred percent sure about spectator mode because I think that like when MK you're doing the does, yeah, I when think. you're doing King of the Hill and Injustice, I think you're doing something else while you're waiting for your bat your fight. I'm not a hundred percent for sure. I believe one of the MK games definitely has it. And then I looked in beat 'em ups. There are some beat 'em ups just because I had a look at the beat 'em ups genre when I first saw this, and I'm like, I think some of the like Capcom beat em up bundle has a lobby thing where you can just turn your game on and random people can jump in and help you out uh yeah so i think he's looking for like eight people in a party chat all in the same lobby all talking crap to each other and watching each other fight some games definitely have that option yeah um, I, I think feel, injustice does yeah if it isn't injustice 2 that has it it's definitely one of the mortal Kombat games that that brought that in it's hard to tell uh with those without loading those games up just to confirm it uh, so yeah, there that that system is definitely out there uh, for a few fighters. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, though. So yeah. Uh, and our last question of the night comes from Justin. What is the appropriate amount of time to wait before discussing spoilers of a game of games or movies? Two weeks, Dave. We're doing two weeks, right? For, for the last <laughs> of us. Um, I think that's just you got to know your audience and just you know always tread water. Like always, I think just be respectful. Ask somebody if they've seen something or if they care. Like that, that seems to happen a lot in our party chats, like my PSN party chats with stuff like, are you going to play this game? No. Or if you haven't played it yet and it's been out for like X amount of years, even if I do play it, I don't really care. But I, I think just tread lightly and, and, and be careful. Yeah, I, th I think it's kind of comes down to just just ask people uh, like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Or, you know, just don't openly talk about stuff because there's definitely I've noticed on other people's twitter posts and facebook posts with the last of us where people were like i'm enjoying it and then people are putting cutscenes from the game ending in their replies you know like 
in your group of friends, you can determine those boundaries, but now in the social media age, it seems like it's the wild west in terms of like when you can talk about a game. So just my philosophy of don't be a dick kind of just applies to like the spoiler uh, territory of just like, it's okay to talk about a game or movie whenever, but just don't be a dick about it. You know, Mm -hmm. like me and Dave earlier, we could have, I could have just totally not talked around things with Dave earlier, but I didn't want to be a dick. And he asked where I was and I told him where I was. And then he based his conversation on where I, where I had been. Yeah. I may have foreshadowed a little bit, but I don't think I've said anything that's like, this is definitely happening, happening. So yeah, just if you want to talk about the game with someone, just ask them how far they are in the game. If they say they finished it, then you're probably free to engage in a private conversation about all the spoilers. If they're 10 hours in a game, try and base your discussion on that 10 hours. Uh, but yeah, it's the Wild West out there. Just don't be a dick. <laughs> all right. Um, that is it for our questions. Again, remember, you can send those anytime you want using hashtag AskDigitalDays. You don't have to wait for us to post that we're looking for questions. So pl- please feel free if something pops up while you're thinking about you know while you're listening to the show and you want to ask the question just go ahead and do it um you know for the most part if you see us uh like favorite it then you know that we've seen it whether it's michael or myself on twitter um and same thing on facebook usually michael or myself will like it uh so that you know that we've seen it and if we haven't done that then just you know maybe ask it again yeah um but uh spotlights so uh my spotlight uh again is just our bonus content like the ea live uh the ea play live is up uh, if you haven't checked those out, we purposely, if you look on your feed, your podcast feed, like we're purposely trying to make it obvious that it's not a regular numbered episode. Um, it's not called DDG. It's not, you know, it has a different cover art, artwork to it. Like the EA Play one has an EA one. The Destiny one has a Destiny one. The PS5 one has a PS5. And then any regular numbered episode is is numbered and it has our standard uh, DDG, DDG logo. So like that's just the you know where we're at and again please like any feedback from that is 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 always appreciated was it too much was it not enough did we talk too long did did we bore you did do you do you not want us to sit there and break trailers down like like let us know uh, the numbers were good from it so like we're we're happy with where we're at um, yeah, PS5 was doing was doing very very good for us um, and then EA's EA so it's it's you know it but the the amount of possible new people that we've gotten from this has been fantastic and i would love to to see more of it and we have plans of depending on the events this week michael will do something uh ubisoft is on the radar the last of us is on the radar um there's plenty of things that are on the radar for us so yeah and then for my spotlight uh on our youtube channel uh you just have to do a search for it uh because we don't have a fancy url for it uh not until we get 100 subscribers so like 41 of y'all need to like get on it out yeah (laughs) Uh, i posted uh with the help of angela who graciously edited our uh my video review but i put a video review for beyond blue it's a little different uh previously when we have a review on our youtube channel it's just the live audio from the podcast uh this one i decided to just record something so it's only like two minutes and some change long uh just because i felt for a game like beyond blue it just would be better to just be more concise and just post uh like a straightforward uh video for it so please check that out uh give us some feedback we already have some ideas on how we can improve 
on it in the future. Uh, and let us know if this is something you'd be interested to do. Dave uh, would be interested in uh, potentially pursuing this for some games he's playing, and I would definitely be interested in doing that. Or if you just prefer us to just take the audio straight from the podcast, we could do that as well. Like this week, we might just put the disintegration conversation up on YouTube as a review just because there's a little bit more back and forth with that one. And just to see like which one you prefer, because it's been a while since we had a discussion review on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Let us know what you think. And then uh, hopefully we'll have a disintegration one up sometime end of the week, maybe next week. And we can uh, get your full thoughts on which one you prefer. Uh, Just because we're making this content for you. So please give us input on what you want to see from us. Uh, Take it away, Dave. Yep. All right. Um, and you can send that feedback uh, through YouTube comments or email at uh, podcast at digitaldaysgaming.com, where you can also send your Ask DDG or your Ask Digital Days uh, questions. And you can also send them on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. You can send them to Michael at the first MJC 1ST, or you can send them to uh, myself at Good Dave Hunt on Twitter. Uh, join the Facebook group. Link is in the show notes. Uh, join the Discord channel. Link is in the show notes. Um, and obviously our uh, Patreon tiers. So our uh, one dollar tip jar, just hey, here's here's a buck. Um, you know that that essentially pays for one month of Simplecast uh, podcast hosting. If you if you guys join that, um, our three dollar Discord access uh, for three bucks, you get access to a, a private Discord channel. Um, the if you're also a Twitch sub and you link your Twitch and your Discord together, you'll have access to that channel as well. Because uh, monetarily, it's about the same. Um, $5 tier is for 24-hour early access to the, regu- the regular weekly show. Um, any of our bonus episodes, as you guys can see already, are we release them on Patreon just because some of you use Patreon as your primary source. Um, and some of you don't. So, But the, any of the bonus content will be released day and date on Patreon and on the public feed. And then the podcast itself, the weekly show, the numbered episodes are released 24 hours early for Patreon supporters. So you guys get them on Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. compared to everyone else that gets them at Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Um, and then seven dollars is our month, our monthly, monthly, our monthly bonus episode um, that we have released two of them so far, uh, and our supporters are awesome for being there to do that because again, like Michael mentioned, that we make the content for you. So this is content that you guys are paying for. So therefore, you guys also have a huge factor in what the, the episode can be focused around. We've done a couple of, of things for ourselves, like the retail stories and our E3 memories. And uh, July's will be coming out. Uh, I didn't realize how late it was in June. So yeah, we'll have to yeah. record that this week. Uh, it'll be coming out pretty early in July, maybe a little bit after the 4th of July, just because that week might be a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the first week of July, the July bonus episode will be out. And I think the theme is either right now it's kind of between food stories or um, origin stories for us getting into content creation slash games journalism. Um, but if you guys have a really good idea for what you'd like to see, then please feel free to send it and maybe change July's topic. It's it's definitely user-driven. So yes. uh, let us know. And uh, if you sign up for that $7 tier, you get access to all the prior episodes as well. Yeah. And as that tier grows, we might produce more episodes for that tier as we see growth with it. So... Definitely. If you like yeah. seeing that stuff by joining, you might end up being able to get us to record a second episode a month. Yeah, but your guys' support has been amazing, whether it's Twitch or um, Patreon financially. Like, just 
seeing you know seeing money come into our account is a huge help and it and it definitely helps drive us um we're going to be making an upgrade for michael as soon as it's available um yeah. because <laughs> because of uh your guys's ability to support us on twitch and patreon so we are going to be getting michael a a new microphone um not there's nothing wrong with his blue yeti but this the new elgato microphone um just has some really good integration that'll work yeah. really well for streaming and for uh podcasting so yeah and it'll be interesting to review it so anyone that wants to get into streaming this could be a good microphone to get yeah as an all-in-one kind of thing so yeah. all right uh that is episode 35 so again please send us any feedback leave us a review share the show help us grow get more eyes on the show um and uh, keep moving forward wash your hands and as michael always says don't be a dick See ya.